Lawrence, thank you so very much. That's excellent, really excellent. And I think that, uh, you know, even though it's a lot of information, it's uh, e really easy to understand. I was nearly drifting to sleep during that video. The music was so uh, soothing, but a really, uh, really great job. Yeah, I'm excited. I'm excited about going. I'm most excited what, what, what God is going to do during these weeks. And, uh, and I believe that he's definitely going to do something. So last week we were talking about ready, and this week we're talking about steady. And you don't get any prizes for working out what next week is. <laughs> I loved that when I was um, watching the thing. Isn't it amazing when people get in a little bit of space, they can't help themselves. Did you see people having a little dance? It's like kids, when they see this space, they just start running. It's, uh, it's great. Well, it's, it's going to be great to be in a bit more space. So, time's against us, so I'm going to crack on. Steady is the tension between ready and go. It's the point where all the preparation is poised for opportunity. Lawrence led prayer this morning. He showed a picture of you saying, bolt on the line, uh, say on your mark, set. He was, or today we're saying ready. And uh, it's, it's, that, it's that tension. You're holding that moment where everything is screaming go. But you've got to hold it steady. You've got to hold yourself. It's about focus. It's about concentration. In fact, the place between ready and go is the place you can mess up. Because if you, if you uh, go too soon and you have a false start, then you can find yourself uh, out of the race. So it is this huge discipline involved in just holding steady. You've got to hold steady because this is a moment of vulnerability. You have prepared, but this, this is the moment where you're holding steady before go. And it, essentially, it doesn't matter how gifted you are. If, uh, if you don't hold this moment well, you're not going to get to run the race. I was also thinking, you know, steady, steady can get a bit of a bad press, can't it? You know, steady can be seen as a little bit boring. You know, it's like, ah, it's quite a steady guy, you know. It's like, okay. Because steady can sometimes seem inconsistent with adventure. Steady is reliable and it is consistent. You know, if you're a, a boyfriend and girlfriend, then, you know, when you're going steady... Taking things to the next level, isn't it? Do you still have that phrase? No. <laughs> Thank you for that, Sidara. Well, back in the day, they used to say, going steady. All right. They might not have had that in Sri Lanka, but they've had it here. <laughs> right. And as anyone who's ever been seasick knows, a little bit of steady can be a good thing. I remember once being was a, a boy being taken on a, a sea fishing trip with my father, uh, and uh, I was about 10 years of age. We went out to, um, I, I, I can't even remember where we went, but um, what I remember is the sea was very, very rough. Uh, and uh, I was only a little boy, obviously, and uh, yeah, I wasn't a Christian, but I remember crying out to God quite a lot. <laughs> During that trip, I was very sick. And actually, the captain of the boat was also sick, so that shows how rough it was. And it was amazing. Once I got on, on, on dry ground, how quickly I recovered. Psalm 119, verse 83, in the message version, says this, There's smoke in my eyes, they burn and water, but I keep a steady gaze on the instructions you post. 
when everything is moving around, I need to make sure that I look on, 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 on something that is steady. I need to, we, we will say, oh, you know what? I keep a, a steady gaze on the word of, of God. And I, and I, I, I love this because uh, of the way the message version puts it, there's smoke in my eyes, they burn and water, but I keep a steady gaze. You know, if there's, um, the smoke is anything that is seeking to close our eyes to what God is trying to say to us. But you could almost see this guy, the psalmist is writing about just being resolute. Like even his eyes are burning and, and watering. He's just looking at what God is saying. I can hold steady if I focus on the right thing. And in fact, since we're, we're talking about seasickness, it comes because of the instability of the environment. But one of the things they will say, if you are experiencing this, is what? You fix your eyes on the horizon. In other words, you look at the horizon when everything is moving and focus on something that doesn't move. You've got to focus on the right things. In, a, in an order to steady yourself, you've got to focus on the right things. You remember Peter, when he was walking on water, whatever he fixed his eyes on Jesus, whenever he fixed his focus on Jesus, he was able to walk. He was able to, to walk steadily. The moment he allowed his focus to fall on the waves, that was when he began to sink. So there's something about that I, I, I steady myself according to what I fix my eyes on, both in the natural and in the spiritual. Because when, when, I, when I fix my eyes on Jesus, then everything else can be moving around me, but I can hold steady. Where's my man, uh, Ryan? This is Ryan Carter. Ryan Carter is building a world-class media department with a world-class media team. That's his job description. And I was thinking about this. Um, this is a gimbal. And uh, this is one of those fancy bits of um, equipment that we use uh, for filming. But I, was, I asked Ryan Ryan and asked if I could use it because if you look at the, the, the amazing thing is that no matter how I move it, it, the camera actually holds steady. It fo- its focus is held steady even though there is all the movement that is going on around us. And I believe that that is what God, how God wants us to understand. He, it, that there can be all this movement, but we can hold steady. I'm moving it a lot more than you would to try and make a point. But it, if you hold it, if, if, if you can see that it holds quite steady and fixed, even in the midst of all the movement. Thank you so much, Ryan. little applause, round of applause for Ryan. See, God and his words stabilize when we would otherwise be knocked off center. In Isaiah 26 verse 3, it says, People with their minds set on you, you keep completely whole. Steady on their feet because they keep at it and don't quit. I love that. that People with their minds set on you, you keep completely whole. Steady on their feet. And I was, I was thinking of a, of a couple of phrases to do with steady. You know, like when we, when sometimes you say to people, steady on. <coughs> you know, you steady on, steady on. You're getting someone to calm down. You know, there are, there, there, there are, there are some people who have got an amazing gift at turning every drama into a crisis. I don't know whether you know anyone like that. But like something, it's, it's a gift, you know what I mean? It's like the smallest things go wrong and it's like, oh my, oh my God, we're going to die, we're going to die. It's all gone wrong, it's all, oh. and, and it's like they have this sense of, of panic. I was uh, thinking about, um, uh, I haven't thought about this in years, but many, many years ago, my wife <coughs> uh, might remember this. 
Um, but we were going to a youth camp and we were stood on the uh, uh, Nottingham station, uh, a group of us, and there was a, as a, young, a young girl, lovely girl, a bonnie lass. Uh, and that, that is important to understand because she had a very big billowing skirt on. And I was stood off slightly to one side. And I saw a wasp. I saw a wasp make its way up a skirt. Don't judge me, right? It's, it was a terrible situation. I was thinking to myself, well, what do I do? If I say, oh, 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 there's a wasp going up your skirt, her immediate reaction is going to be, oh, 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 And then there's a, there's a higher chance of the wasp stinging her. So I said, no, 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 no. I'm just going to, if I just, you know, because if I leave it, there's a chance the wasp is just going to come back down and fly away. Well, it didn't go like that. So there was a slight pause, and then I saw her go, ah! Ah! and then started screaming, ah! what was it, I was, I was actually the only other person who knew why she was screaming. What was fascinating was that all the girls around her started screaming. She was screaming. They were screaming, but they didn't know why they were screaming. Isn't it funny that sometimes people will start screaming just because somebody's screaming and they don't even know why they're screaming, but it's just because I saw you screaming. It was this kind of environment that the Old Testament character of Caleb spoke into. Because people were running around going, we're going to die, we're going to die. It's all gone wrong. Oh my God, it's going to and, and, and it's like, that everyone was, the, because that kind of stuff is contagious. One person starts screaming. They all start screaming, but they don't know why they're screaming. And Caleb spoke into that environment. We, we spoke about that last week, because the Caleb's amongst us know As it says in Isaiah 41, don't panic. This is God speaking. Don't panic. I'm with you. There's no need to fear. For I am your God. I'll give you strength. I'll help you. I'll hold you steady. Keep a firm grip on you. You see, the Caleb's among us are the encouragers. The possibility thinkers, they are the believers, the faithful. They are the ones who think about everything that's going to go right. They are the people who have proved God. The Caleb's amongst us are steadied by their experience with God and their experience of God. Tando, just help me a minute, would you? I was thinking of this, you may have seen this illustration, some of you before, but hey, I just thought it was worth it again. You see, the thing, the thing is this, that there are some situations that left to themselves, they're not going to stand. But what, I, what the Caleb's know is that their weight of experience is going to make the difference. There's a whole host of metaphors one could use with the bottle of wine, but I just want to show you that there you go. Oh, thank the Lord that's happened. <laughs> Would have completely ruined a whole section of my sermon if that hadn't gone right. You see, the weight of their experience enables them to stand when otherwise they wouldn't be able to stand. It's what they know of God. It's what they know God is able to do. It holds them steady. 
What I love about this is that there are some things that simply don't look like they're going to work. But the opposing forces that threaten to pull you down with God help you to stand. And God wants us to understand that he's taking us on a journey and he is seeking that there is a certain level of vulnerability to that. There's a certain, that's why we have to say steady because there is a certain level of vulnerability, but we need to understand that God's got us. We don't need to panic. He's steadying us and he's going to enable us to stand even though at first it might not look like we're going to be able to do it. When uh, we went on our, um, we went to celebrate our 30th anniversary and um, we uh, went to, uh, we actually went on a, a cruise and we went, we, we went to Jamaica. We need to pray. Jamaica, actually, there's a hurricane heading for it and uh, in Jesus' name we pray that those islands uh, around there God will protect them and look after the people there. But we went to Jamaica and we went to um, uh, Guns River Falls. And uh, I was going to go up. It was, it was quite funny. Um, and, and my wife was just going to walk alongside because that is what it said you could do. But we both found ourselves at the bottom of Guns River Falls. And actually, it's, just, it's a waterfall with very slippery rocks. And it's a very touristy thing to climb up it. And we hadn't planned for it to go that way, but we found ourselves walking up Duns River Falls. But the thing is this, no matter how agile you are, you're not going to make it on your own. You need to lean on somebody. Because, because, that, because of the slippiness of the rock, it's, 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 it's not just about having strength, it's, 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 it's that you've got to put your feet in the right place and, and all that sort of thing. And, 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 and so you don't slip, you need to lean on people, even lean on people you don't know, you've only just met them. Uh, but, but, you know, we, we, we thought it was a great metaphor for our, for our marriage, but I, I wanted to say it's a great metaphor for us, that we're on a bit of an adventure together. And, and, and we might have the strength and we might have the agility to do it, but the truth is if we're going to make it to where we need to go, to the top, then we need to lean on each other. We're there to steady. We steady one another while we find our balance. You see, that's the, that's the thing. Caleb's are lean on me people. Lean on me when you're not strong, and I'll be your friend, I'll help you carry on, for it won't be long, I'm gonna need somebody to lean on, lean on, no, wait, 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 wait. We, haven't got, we haven't got time for that, but we need to lean on each other, we need to steady one another. That's what Caleb people are like. The Caleb people are the ones who are going to say, we can do this. We can make it. We, 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 you say, if you need someone to lean on, lean on me. I, I, I'm, you can steady yourself. Use my arm to steady, on, steady yourself. Lean on me means I'll give you a lift there. Lean on me means I'll, I'll be there. I'll pick you up. It's going to be great. That's what that's what we do. We, we, we stand with one another so that that which is trying to pull me down doesn't succeed. And I'm enabled to stand when I otherwise would not be able to. Turn to someone and say, God is holding me steady. Isaiah 54 verse 17 says, No weapon formed against you shall prosper. And every tongue which rises against you in judgment, you shall condemn. You know, I, I honestly believe that God is seeking to awaken something in us as individuals and as, as a community. He's seeking to awaken that, that pioneer spirit in us because essentially, I, 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 
I'll be honest with you, and you know, it must be, I don't know, for some frustrating, but you see, I, I don't think that there are just, uh, you know, this is like a special kind of a Christian who thinks like this. I think that Christians should think like this. Because I think that God is a great God and He saved me for His purpose. He's not just saved me to get me into heaven. He saved me to do something on the earth. We, 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 we sing songs. We've sung it this morning about Jesus bringing heaven to earth. Well, that, I'm part of that. I am part of Him bringing heaven to earth. And, and, and I'm here to not only make a difference, but to be the difference. So when we read scriptures like this, no weapon formed against you shall prosper. Every tongue which rises up against you in judgment you shall condemn. I want you to know, I don't just speak out this scripture. I know. I know that this is my truth. This is my reality. But I want you to know that the only way you can say a a scripture like this, the only way you can know it works is because you've had some weapons formed against you. And they didn't prosper. You've watched it happen and they didn't do what they intended to do. Because the only way I get experience is by getting experience. We've got to go through it. We've got to go through it. There's some stuff. In order to see God do something, we've just got to go through it. You've just got to go through. Just, Just speak to someone next to you and say, go through it. Go through it. As I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, don't camp. Don't stop. Go through. I think it was Churchill who said, if you're going through hell, keep going. Go through it. Keep, come out the other side. There's a nautical term for a, a, a ship which, which is steady as she goes. Steady as she goes. In other words, keep your current course. It doesn't matter about the adverse uh, conditions. It doesn't matter about the currents and the crosswinds. Keep going. Because whenever you're doing, whenever you're trying to go in a certain place, there's always going to be stuff that tries and knocks you off course. But keep going. Steady as she goes, even when it's challenging. Because this is the kind of walk that I believe we're called to. There are too many of us who... Talk faith, but walk safe. We talk the walk on the water language, but we stay in the boat. But Jesus is out there on the water. And he's calling us out of our comfort zone. And if we will be bold enough to step out, then we're going to have some miracles to talk about. We're called to walk in faith because without faith, it is impossible to please God. Whether you're meant to take a walk to a neighbor's house or whether you're meant to take a city. God is there to help us. You just got to keep going steady as she goes. See, steady isn't stop. When you say steady to someone... By implication, you're saying keep going, but there is some terrain that you're approaching that you need to be cautious cautious of. There are some obstacles that you need to be cautious of. Be aware of it, but keep going. Just hold steady, but keep going. Because the thing is this, if I'm going to move forward, inevitably, I'm going to have to make myself vulnerable. See, if I stand still, I'm steady, but I'm going nowhere. I'm not moving forward. But God is wanting us to move forward. In order to move forward, we need to unsteady ourselves. And going to Going to KMC is unsteadying ourselves. I read this quote in the week. Colin Powell said this. He's an American general, but he said, A dream doesn't become reality through magic. It takes sweat, determination, and hard work. You know, if you're a bit worried about the word magic, then swap that for, you know, 
It doesn't come through a prophecy. I don't know. But I'm just saying, the, the last bit is absolutely true. It takes sweat. It takes determination. It takes hard work to make a dream become a reality. And the whole thing about KMC is that it's a whole heap of work. There's a whole heap of work that's gone into getting us ready, and there's a whole heap of work that's going to have to happen to make those weeks work, but I believe it's going to be worth it. You see, if I take a step and freeze it, I'm, I'm, I'm in the process of making a step. If I freeze it, I lose balance. Isn't it funny that when you start to lose balance, instinctively, your hands go up? When my hands go up, I lower my center of gravity, which enables me to hold, to steady myself. What I want to say to us is that we, we are taking a step as we go to KMC. We don't know how it's all going to work out. We, we are stepping into the unknown. But in, as, you, as you unsteady yourself in order to move forward, let your hands go up. Let your hands go up. Because when your hands go up and they stay up, you can steady yourself. Keep your hands raised in prayer and keep your hands raised in praise. Let's keep praising. Let's keep praying. Let's praise and pray as we go. And let's praise and pray as we come back. But we need to understand that God is getting us to take a step that we haven't taken either before or for a very long time. And that that means that as we take a step, we're going from standing still to taking a step. And that means that we're going to have to just keep our hands raised because we don't know where this is leading. But we're doing what God has asked us to do. And I believe that when we do what God asks us to do, then we're going to see all that he intended us for us. I know what we're like. We all would love to know how it's all going to work out before we take the step. Unfortunately, God doesn't seem to be held by those same convictions. He's saying, I've asked you to take this step. When you take this step, you will see everything that I have planned for you. There are some things that don't make sense. And I love this because it is a metaphor that this, without, without that weight, that thing is never going to stand. God is, God is going to give us something to carry that maybe is even a little heavier than we're used to. But we're going to find ourselves standing in situations that we never thought we were going to be able to stand in. We need to know that God is with us. But we've got a responsibility to steady ourselves by keeping our hands up. God has equipped us. He's given us the tools. He's given us everything that we need. And, and I'll be honest with you. You know, we, it's important to me. And the, the guys are doing a phenomenal job that, that we, you know, essentially part of it is that we're rubbing your backs and we're telling you it's all going to be all right and everything's going to be set up and everything's going to be okay. And, 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 and we're trying to remove all those things out of the way. But that is to make room. We're, we're, doing, we're dealing with the things that might make you fearful so that we can focus on what is going to fill us with faith. We are removing all the obstacles because we're there for such a short time that we are maximizing the opportunity for God to turn up and do something in our hearts and lives as a community so that we aren't exhausted by the noise and the, uh, the uh, information overload of going to a new place so that we're only getting used to it by the last week and we're not getting out of it what we could get out of it. We've gone to a lot of trouble to make sure it's easy. So like from the first week, it's like you know it like you've been there every week. But that is to maximize the opportunity for God to do something in your heart and life. And part of studying yourself over these next weeks 
is, is, is great to have the information booklet. It's great to have the opportunity to go online. It's great that all the information is there. But I want to say, that's all the physical information. What about the spiritual stuff? How are you preparing your heart? What are you saying to God? God, do something in me. God, do something new in me. As we go to a, a new place, as we go to a more spacious place, do something greater in my life. Open my eyes to a new aspect of who you are. Lord, do something in my heart. Do something in my mind. Do something in my spirit. Give me something fresh, oh God. Pour out your spirit fresh on me. Pour out your spirit fresh on us. So truly, as we go and as we return, we will not be the same. God will, have, God will have done a work of preparation that in the natural does not make sense. But I don't care if it makes sense. What, all that matters is that it's happened. I don't need to know how the water became wine. I just need to celebrate that it did. That's, 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 what, that's what God will do. And we might say, I don't know how it happened. Or has anyone ever had that experience in your life where I don't know why, but I just think differently. I, I just feel different. I just know God has done something in my heart. Anyone know, anyone know what that feels like? And who knows, some of you may not have felt that for a very long time. Well, you know what? Maybe these next four weeks... Are, are about you seeing God do something in your life. And I, what I'm talking about, what I'm talking about is that I've, I've said to you already, I've already decided that something's going to happen in me. I've already decided because I don't, personally, I don't think it's about and say, oh, well, we'll see. I'll turn up, I'll be there, and we'll see, we'll see what happens. God Hello, I'm here. Do whatever you want to do. I'm not talking about that. Because uh, I think God just might look at you and go, yeah, I see you. <laughs> but God is, God is looking for the people who are hungry at heart. He is looking for the people who are, who are prepared to press through the crowd of their doubts and fears and touch the hem of his garment. I want to I wanna say, Winston Churchill also said that the attitude, attitude is a little thing that makes a big difference. And I want to say, I'm going, God, I'm expecting. I don't know what it is you're going to say to me. I don't know what it is you're going to do in me, but I'm believing that I'm going to come back carrying something new and something different in my heart. Can you say amen with me? God bless you. Time's gone. Amen. Thank you. Can we pray, church? Father, I want to thank you so much. I want to thank you so much for what you have planned. Lord, your word says, no eye has seen and no ear has heard what you've got planned for those who love you and call by your name. Lord, I want to thank you for the people in this room. I want to thank you for us as a church, that you are the God who goes ahead of us. And Father, I pray that, Lord, this isn't about what happens just when we get there. This is about what happens now. And I pray, God, that we would be people who will steady ourselves in you, prepare our hearts, be an encourager, allow people to lean on us in this process to see all that you want to do happen. And everyone said, amen. You know, Pastor talked about taking a next step and stepping out. And you know, if you are here and you would love to know more about Jesus and maybe have an opportunity to explore what that means to invite Jesus Christ into your life. At the end of our service, over to my right, there's some sofas and there's going to be some people there with blue badges who would love to connect with you. So head over there and would love to pray with you, love to talk to you about what it means to be a follower of Jesus. I'm going to invite us to stand right now. So next week, be here. And um, that will be our last week of our Go series. And that's going to be great. We're going to have a time to pray. We're going to have a time to praise God together. So be here next week. And just to say, if you haven't got access to the internet or if you're not going to be here next week, then head to the Hello Point. You can get a booklet there. Church continues in the light room after the service. So head over there. Can I speak a blessing over you, church? Heavenly Father, I want to thank you for your people. Lord, I want to thank you. Lord, I pray a blessing of your wisdom. 
and your favor and your grace. I speak grace and peace to your spirit. Anything that's troubling people here today, Lord, I speak grace and peace in your precious name. Amen. Amen. God bless church. Have a fantastic week.
I know you're feeling weighted down. It's all on your shoulders. I know the dreams in your head don't look any closer. But I'm gonna make you stronger. Hold on just a little bit longer.
The fiends of earth are dealing in the light of your glory and grace. I'll set the sights upon heaven. I'm fixing my eyes on pure. Holding on to me. 